0: Tuesday, April 12th, top 10 shortstops. Just baseball show, Jack McMullen, Peter Apple. Before we get into the shortstop conversation, literally right before we hit the record button, we, we shared this moment of just pure laughter. We were talking about Correa and Buxton because on yesterday's show, I said that that tandem, like the Minnesota Twins have never experienced two baseball players like that. You mentioned that they had some home run hitters, you know, uh, like Josh Donaldson and Nelson Cruz and Miguel Sano when Sano is pumping the ball out of the ballpark at all times. Like, Buxton and Correa as a tandem is
1: unreal, <laughs> and you just dropped the hottest take on earth about Buxton. My problem with the way I speak as a person and just how I go through life is that I'm very positive. And a lot of my praise comes off as, oh, this is one of the best I've ever seen. Or this guy is so amazing. He's one of the best of all time. And so whenever I talk about a guy, which I genuinely feel something about, sometimes I feel like it can get lost in translation because I do talk so much praise on so many players and so many teams. Right? Like if you think somebody's really good, you say they're like Babe Ruth. Yeah, I say they're amazing and that they could compete with anybody. And that's kind of my problem that I fall into sometimes. So I'm, I'm, but Strong the reason I let off with that is because what I told you was, I think Byron Buxton might be the most athletic baseball player, one of the best baseball players I've ever set eyes on. Yeah, And that taken itself is crazy it because he's never won nuts. an MVP. He's never won a World Series. He's never played a full 162. But when you turn on the TV and you turn on a Minnesota Twins game and you see him at Target Field, he is simply incredible. And a tweet came up on my timeline from a guy at Fuzzy fro Might or F-R-O. Oh, from YouTube. That's I'm fuzzy from Y-T,
0: right? <laughs> it's,
1: fuzzy. it's fuzzy F-R-O-M-Y-T. I was like from might. No, no, that's from YouTube because <laughs> he's from YouTube and he's a great. I, I, I'm an idiot. Whatever. <laughs> Forget that part. The part that you should remember. Byron Buxton in his last 103 games, 35 home runs, a 159 OPS plus, 21 defensive runs saved. Now, what is defensive runs saved? Doesn't really matter for this argument. It's a defense stat. It's one of the best that we have. He has more in his last 103 games than Carlos Correa did last year when he won the Platinum Glove. He hit 35 home runs in 103 games, and a 159 OPS plus would have been near the tops of baseball. He's one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in my life. He won a platinum glove already. Basically.
0: No, he He already did. He won the platinum glove in 2017 as a 23-year-old.
1: I didn't even know that. I'm not surprised. He won the platinum glove. He's one of the best – like has Andrew Jones type ability out there. He's amazing. Field. He's Tory Hunter. And then on top of it, if he stays healthy, he has 40, 40 potential, like 50 home run potential. He hit 35 home runs at 103 games. Like Fernando Tatis Jr. hit 42 in 130 games. He has more power, or at least the same amount of power as Fernando Tatis Jr. And, but he's the best defender at a premium position in center field. And he runs better than Tatis.
0: Dude, I mean, 61 games last year, he had 23 doubles, 19 bombs, and a 640 second, 647 slugging. He had an OPS is- over
1: 1,000. Like, he is, he, I mean, he's he's incredible. He is so much fun. Let's just go through the tools, the five tools, the hit, the power, the arm, the field, and the run. And it's graded on a 20 to 80 scale.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Let's just, let's just contextualize this because 20 is like us or like you're terrible. Like 20 is at the the lowest end of the food chain. 80 is a hall of fame type tool. Yeah. So you think 80 power, you think. Bonds. Vladimir Grego Jr. Or you think maybe someone like Alex Rodriguez. I don't know. A guy with Albert pools, 700 home runs. He's got 80 power. Jack. Buxton yeah no he doesn't
0: no he doesn't Buxton is a did you see him turn around 101 yes I did for like 450 feet he's he doesn't have 80 grade power but he here's can the hit thing the ball 460
1: here's the feet and he has and he has 35 runs in his last 103 games he's
0: he is a 65 hit. 70 power. Okay. 65 arm, 80 field, 80
1: run. That's that's like the best baseball player ever, dude. Like that's Willie Mays. I think he's a 65 hit. I agree. I think he's a 75 power. I think he's a 65 arm, 80, 80. He's he's ridiculous. He's simply incredible. He is such a joy to watch. God, he did it to the my Mariners. Favorite. He did it to the Mariners. Easily one of my favorite players to watch. All right. Oh my God. Like we are watching one of the most talented players I've ever seen. I'm 24, granted, but I've ever seen. And yeah. I say that a lot, but I've ever seen. No, I'm, I'm actually with you there. Like
0: I, I'm fully, fully with you. And the spring, do you know what he did in the spring? In 12 spring games... He led in hits and RBIs in the, all of spring training. I mean, 12, 12 games. He was 15 for 32. That's a 470 batting average with a 1600 OPS. Like, he's just
1: ready. If he's healthy, he's going to run away with the MVP award. Him or Acuna, who's better? Talented, just oh, talent level. God, Not, that's so Ron Acuna hard. Jr. is a better like He's proved it more. He's been healthy. Ron Acuna Jr. is a better oh. player than Byron Buxton. But if we're talking talent, God, it's probably Buxton. That's so hard. That's, But that's crazy. Ron Okunio Jr. It, that's what we're is, talking about.
0: That's what we're talking about. All right. I've got a hypothetical before we get into the top 10 shortstops. Because okay. Arm and I, we, we agreed very quickly on this. I want to add one more name to it. Um, okay. When we were debriefing on the Rays Orioles series, we both agreed that if we're extending one of them, if we're Tampa, it's Shane McClanahan and not Shane Boz. McClanahan I heard you guys talking looked about this. amazing. I know you're a massive Boz guy. I also want to add one more name to the mix. If you had to hand a 10 year deal to a guy named Shane right now, so mm. your options are 33 year old Shane Green, who I don't think is okay. getting it, 26 year old Shane Bieber, 24 year old Shane McClanahan, or 22 year old Shane Boz, who are you giving a 10 year deal to? Oh, that's f- okay. Oh,
1: Green, Green. I think he's a free agent. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to be Shane Green, even though you know Shane Green deserves a spot on a team. Though he is a decent bullpen guy, he can be. (laughs) I heard you guys say Shane McClanahan over Shane Boss, and when I first heard you guys say that, I was like, these guys are on crack. Like, what, what do you mean? What are we talking about? Like, it's not like Shane McClanahan like was otherworldly last year. He's three four three 4 ERA, still a great pitcher, has incredible stuff. But I was like, Shane Boz could be top 10 pitcher in baseball. I don't know if I see that with McClanahan, oh, to be dude, perfectly honest. Oh, I do. But the thing is, I'm not also out on Shane McClanahan either. Like, if, if you tell me that he, you think he can be top 10 one day, like, I'll just believe you because I could see it happening. I'm just a little bit higher on Shane Boz. Shane Boz, again, two years younger as well. If you put a gun to my head and you said I had to choose, I would choose Shane Boz, but out of all of them, I'm going to choose Bieber because, like, it's Shane
0: Bieber. He's 26. Like, You're paying him through his age 36 season. Yeah, but he, like, won a Cy Young
1: and everything. I know. It's <laughs> hard. Like, it's hard. You, Adding Bieber you liked is hard. Him at the You liked him at the beginning of the year, right? You, you called him like your Cy Young. Yeah, I still you like love a Bieber. Yeah, <laughs> I still love Bieber. And,
0: like, I, I added him because that makes it way harder for me. Yeah. Because I'm taking McClanahan over Boz, A, because McClanahan's left-handed. It's hard to find top flight left-handed pitching. It always is, always has been, always will be. Um, My other thing with McClanahan, I understand that Boz runs it into the high 90s with a nasty slider. McClanahan has the same type of arm talents,
1: Just from the other side. Are you worried that like he gave up a decent amount of hard contact last year? The walks were a little bit up. Like, no, dude, I, 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 I just, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Like, his shame, I just watched the great. ball jump. I, I,
0: I watched the ball come out of his hand against Baltimore, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's unbelievable. He's the next raise ace.
1: I still would go Shane Boss, I really would.
0: Okay, but it's um, it's
1: it's razor thin,
0: yeah, it's hard, it's really like, hard.
1: Yeah, if you said Shane McClanahan, I'm not like saying you're wrong. I think both are the right answer. Both, I think, will be aces in this league. Yeah. I just think Shane Boz is a little bit better. My answer right now between Bieber
0: and McClanahan, out of those three, I want to revisit this question at the all-star break.
1: Me too. I think absolutely. we should
0: absolutely. I right now I'm giving the 10-year deal to Bieber, but I want to revisit this, the all-star break. And I would say that McClanahan gets it for me. Um, I think there's a chance that Boz still gets it for you, um, and there's got to see that Boz, takes
1: himself out of this conversation. We got to see a full year from Boz, right? Because Shane yeah, McClanahan yeah, had yeah. a full uh, 2021. How many innings did he throw in 2020? He threw 123 innings in 2021. I want to see 125 innings from Shane Boz before I make that kind of, I guess, leap. But if you did put a gun in my head right now, I still would take Shane Boz without the leap. That's how much. I'm in love with this guy. Like he's my personal top pitching prospect in the game.
0: Yeah. And that episode of overreaction theater was brought to you by crack cocaine and optimism. Yeah. By uppers. <laughs> yeah. Dude wipes. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do, let's do top 10 shortstops. This is as top heavy a list as, as you're going to get. Like, you know, we immediately blew through one through 13 and then we scraped the barrel for 14 and 15. The position kind of drops off. Uh um, yeah it, it's one of those where if you have a good shortstop chances are you have an exceptional shortstop and if you don't have
1: a good one you are immediately looking to upgrade immediately and you look at some of the guys on the shortstop list and you're like wow the top 10 top 12 you can make an argument they're all top 50 players and then the bottom 5 bottom 10 shortstops in the league you're like are these the collection of the worst players in baseball? Yeah. I mean, they're all good defenders, and that's the reason why they're there. But a lot of these shortstops are great defenders, too. And the reason why they're at the top of this list is because they can hit. Like, we're dealing with some of the worst hitters in baseball at the shortstop position, some of them. But then you see some of the best all-around players in the game. So it's, again, sort of like third base, even though third base is more is deeper. But it's the same sort of polarization where... There's such a staunch difference between the elite and the non elite, but then in the elite category, it's super hard to rank because you can make an argument for any of these guys. Like you'll see Wander Franco on our list of our top 10. We have him ranked at a certain area. You might think he should be way higher. But then again, like, what are you going to argue against some of the other guys on our list? So it's going to be interesting. And you might also think that he shouldn't be on the top 10. Like I did. I thought he was the
0: first one out. And you said not, nah, dude. I mean, Wander Franco is a top 10 shortstop for 2022. And I ended up turning a corner and totally believing you. The top three on this list are consensus top 10 players in baseball. And four, mm. five, and six, you say, hmm.
1: I want to do the top 10 players. That's that's a good. I'm going to go through the top 10 players. And you tell me our third best subs in the top 10. Because I don't think you'll be able to. Okay. But Come maybe on. it will be, and we'll go through it. Yeah, we'll go
0: through it. We'll do that at the very end. Yeah. Fair? Fair. Okay. Um, we're, we're Again, we're ranking for 2022, which is kind of what I got hung up on, right? Like, we, we talk about reputation. We had Freddie Freeman over Vladdy Jr. And is that going to blow up in our face probably in a month? Absolutely. But you know what? Like, it's for 2022. We do place some stock in reputation, Um, Now, that can work the other way. If you have a reputation of looking like you're on the downswing, a la our first guy out, you might get the bump for somebody that has so much optimism coming into 2022, a la number 10. So it's kind of a double edged sword. But again, these are our top 10 shortstops for 2022. Uh Notable omissions. Who are we missing? notable
1: emissions isaiah kind of and his three five year three five i mean i don't know what to tell you uh he's he's a good defender but he has one hit with the yankees so far the thing is there's not that many notable emissions like there yeah. was some guys you could possibly throw in there but i just want to get straight to our honorable mentions because our honorable mentions are freaking loaded they're loaded. um also there are some rookies i guess that will be Notable omissions because, like, CJ Abrams will be on this list soon, and yeah, like Bryson Stott's going to be on this list soon, and Bobby witt Jr. is going to be on this list soon. We'll see and... if Bobby Witt's actually a shortstop. Um, exactly,
0: that's actually a perfect segue into our first honorable mentions because you're getting six for the price of five. Our first honorable mention is the tandem of Adalberto Mondesi and Nicky Lopez. Uh, The reality is Nicky hit 300 and stole 22 bags last year. And Mondesi, if he's healthy for a full 162, will lead the league in stolen bases by a country mile. Those two are shortstop by commission or by committee in Kansas City. Um, It it was really hard
1: to separate those two. Shout out Nicky Lopez, led all of baseball in outs above average, and not by a couple, five better than Francisco Lindor, who you will hear on our top 10 list. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal defender. But there's an issue there is that his margin for error is so small because he doesn't hit for any power. So if a couple of those bloop singles don't end up blooping, he immediately, a lot of his value starts to drop off the table a little bit because then he could turn into a Nick Ahmed or a Kevin Newman, guys who have like 70 WRC pluses, but their defensive run saved and outs above average stats and their defense is great. Nikki Lopez,
0: a 300 hitter in 2021 with a 378 slugging. Can I be honest for a
1: second? Yeah. Like Nikki Lopez has the most outs above average. And I know I just gave him all that praise. I test, I don't think he's the best defender. Like when you watch it, like no, he doesn't, hell no. he doesn't hell shoot no. off the page as a defender. Like he's got a good arm. He's really rangy, really quick, gets to every ball, but I, he just doesn't have the pizzazz, the flash. I like understand. when I watch like Tim Anderson, I'm like, Tim Anderson's a better defender, even though he's clearly not yeah exactly
0: no i it's like i don't think nicky lopez is the best shortstop defender in baseball but you know what if the metrics say he is then i have to view him at least as above average to
1: good more
0: than that i think
1: okay really above average is like he led everyone not shortstops everyone
0: okay you want to talk slightly above average Dansby Swanson is our next honorable mention. Dansby Swanson is literally the barometer for average shortstop play, according to my co-host. He had a 98 WRC plus last year, but he had 27 bombs, and he plays silky defense, and he has good hair.
1: I would like the um, the credit for starting the Dansby Swanson shortstop. I just gave you the credit. Game. I don't. No, but I'm talking, and now I'm, I'm speaking to the listener, like to the haters. Whatever you talk about the Dansby Swanson scale, ma- mention my name because. I came up with that. You're better than Dansby Swanson. You're above average. And an above average shortstop is excellent. That's also, I'm not saying Dansby Swanson is an average player because an average player is worse than Dansby Swanson. An average shortstop is a lot different of a conversation because some of the best shortstops in baseball are some of the best players in baseball. And when you're compared to your position, I think he's exactly average. He's He's a decent hitter. He's a decent fielder. And he's got a little bit of pop. He's a good leader in the clubhouse. When you think shortstop, you think Danice Swanson. Yeah, and he's engaged to Mallory Pugh on the
0: U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. So I that is a power couple right there. Uh, next honorable mention is J.P. Crawford. Literally half of his career war came last year. He's a ninety-six career WRC plus guy that has a Gold Glove and is an above-average shortstop.
1: You kind of made fun of him there. He is young. That's the reason why a lot of he has his best season, and that's why a lot of his war came last year. Let's give but him. But like a little he's bit of already up. played four years. Yeah, but he hasn't had a ton of playing time in those four years, and he's dealt with a couple injuries too. And like he came over from Philly, and he was a top prospect over there. He's got more talent than he showed in previous years, and I think that started to come out last year. And I do think that he'll be a an average to an above average shortstop for the next five to ten years in baseball. He's got a spot because the glove is just going to stick regardless, and he can swing the bat a little bit. He's he's a he's a pretty good player. He played 160 games last year. Yeah. Grindr. That's impressive. He's constantly Very impressive. on the field. And just good defender, good all-around. Like, he's not going to kill you. Just a decent, above-average, good all-around player to have. Also, super sneaky
0: that he had 37 doubles last year. I did not know that. Comes out of nowhere.
1: 37 doubles, huh? That's a lot. That's a lot of doubles. No triples. Than- he kind of flies. No triples. He had more doubles than Xander Bogarts did last year. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lot. That's like top That's something- 20 in baseball. That's something I just learned this second. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Next honorable mention is Willie Adamas. He was supposed to break out in like 2018, 2019. He had to wait until 2021, but he did so. Problem is, if the ceiling for him is a 260 clip and an 820 OPS, which is serviceable defense,
1: that's outside the top 10. Yeah, it's outside the top 10. He has had a really good start to this season. Um, I'm just just pulling up his splits right now because I want to get it. I want to just get it accurate because he really took a step forward with the Brewers. Like it was absolutely clear. He couldn't hit um, the I drop. And the post all star with the Brewers, he was an 870 OPS versus like a 625 OPS with the Rays. You he, know. Yeah. I think his OPS is closer to like 850 with serviceable defense. And that's why I think he's going to be knocking on the door of top 10. Like, for example, if this was really any other position and Willie Adamas was doing what he did, he probably would be top 10 because this is also not a guy who I think is now going to level off, you know, that he just had a really good half, but no, I think he really just, this is the type of player he is. He needed to get out of Tropicana and now he's in Milwaukee where it's really easy to hit. And he's definitely hitting. He's, He's probably, Jack, when we look at our honorable mention, uh, our next, uh, I like Willie Adamas over our
0: next guy. I don't. I don't. And the haters are going to hate us for this. Um, Just real quick on Willie Adamas, career 616 OPS at the Trop. That's a 59 OPS plus. Career at American Family Field so far in Milwaukee, an 802 OPS. That's a 106 OPS plus. He hated Tropicana Field. Really didn't like Tropicana Field. Not Damn. a fan. All right. Last honorable mention is our first guy out. I understand that you might like Willie Adamus more, but I, this was hard. We initially had him slotted at 10. We had to boot him for Wander Franco. Javier Baez is our first one out. It's really hard. He can be as electrifying as anyone when on, but he's more frustrating than anyone when he's off. An 813 OPS in a league leading 184 punch outs last year just prohibits him from landing on what's probably our most stacked top 10.
1: You're a bigger fan of him than I am.
0: But like, I don't like him. You know, I don't like him. I, he, it's hard because again, when I see Javi peppering baseballs to the warning track or over walls, and I see him making these magic plays at shortstop. I'm like, oh, my God, because it takes me back to 2018. It takes me back to MVP-level bias. Um, but you just can't ignore the 36% strikeout rate. You can't ignore the fact. all the time. He led the position in strikeout rate. He led baseball in strikeouts. He led the NL in
1: strikeouts last year. I don't want that on my team. I don't want a 4% walk rate. Yeah. And the power, I mean, we've seen it in Comerica already. The cold weather, he's at a couple to the warning track. He's aren't going out of the ballpark. And that's not to say that, like, oh, now he's a worse player because those home runs went out other places. I just think we're going to see his counting numbers be lower in Camerica. Um, like, I, I don't know if he's going to hit 30 home runs this year. I don't know if he's going to steal 20 bases this year.
0: Mm-hmm. What I
1: do know is he's going to strike out over 30% of the time and he's not going to walk. And, like, the flashy defense is there but he doesn't rate as this incredible defender. He's yeah. had incredible defensive seasons. And I'm not going to take that away from him. Like 2019, I think in terms of defensive run safety, he had like a hundred. It, it was amazing. But like currently the eye test would tell you that he's an amazing defender because he really does make some incredibly flashy plays. He makes It look so easy, but he doesn't rate as like an incredible defender. I think he's a good defender. Who's in a, I'd rather have Willie Adams. I think I'd rather have Bias. For the money, I'd rather have
0: a For the age, think- you'd probably rather have a too. I think I'd rather have Bias. Um, okay, into the top ten. Again, this was really tough, but the consensus top prospect in all of baseball last year came up in a massive way for Tampa Bay. And Wander Franco is the tenth best shortstop in baseball, in seventy games. Wander hit 288 with 18 doubles, a 12% K rate, which is a lot better than 30%, and was a two and a half war player. That's good to get you a third place finish in AL Rookie of the Year voting with 70 games. That's not a lot. 2021 was the first time in Wander's professional career that he struck out more than he walked. Wander turned 21 years old on March 1st. He's an incredibly young 21. What this guy's going to accomplish with the bat-to-ball ability the zone discipline, and the defensive silkiness with the arm that he has may be unmatched over the next dozen years in Major League Baseball. And
1: it starts right now. It starts right now. And we've done this exercise for Wander before on previous episodes, but maybe if the listener hasn't heard our breakdown about Wander Franco yet. So let me just go month by month and tell you how Wander Franco did in the big leagues as a 20-year-old. As a 20 year old, he was born in 2001, for example, March so of 2001, March of 2001, 629 OPS in June and 36 plate appearances. You know, he walked almost as much as he struck out five walks to six strikeouts and stole two bags. So we showed some potential, but it wasn't truly there yet. July happens, starts striking out a little bit more, starts chasing some pitches, just wants to get in the zone. We saw him made a couple of home runs. 723 OPS. So it's starting to get a little bit better. August hits 313 with an 867 OPS, walks more than he strikes out, and hits three home runs in 99 at bats. Okay. Move forward to September. He hits 340 with a 600 slugging, 1000 OPS. He struck out twice in the month, walked five times, had a bomb. He just got better and better and better. And we project him as a guy who could win a batting title, a guy who could hit 25-plus home runs, a guy who could steal possibly 15 to 20 bases. and But the thing is why Wander is so great is because he's already an elite defender. Like Came into the league a great defender. Didn't rate immediately as elite when he came in, but you watch him and you know it's elite. He's got an arm, dude. He's got an arm, he's got range, and you can tell he's cerebral up here in his head. The guy's going to win a batting title. He's got power potential and he's still just 21 years old. Like, I feel like sometimes we don't grasp the age here. Like, but by the time he's even Juan Soto's age at 23, what is he going to look like? He's going to look like the second best shortstop in baseball behind Fernando Tatis Jr. That's where I think he'll end up soon. And if Fernando Tatis Jr. keeps riding motorcycles, he might be number one. (laughs) That's the talent level of Wander Franco. Like Wander Franco versus uh, Bobby Witt Jr., for example, like, give me Juan Franco, And we're calling Bobby Witt Jr. like a generational type all-star. Like, that's how good Juan Franco is. He's better than Bobby Witt Jr., I think. I think he could be better than Julio Rodriguez. Like, I think he could be, like, the best prospect in the last four years since Juan Soto. Oh, easy. Easy, easy. Um, and, but that's and just- a hot take. That's, like, not something that's just, like, You were saying easy, not easy. These Bobby Wood Juniors, these Julio Rodriguez is a pretty damn good. Like Bobby Wood's I think, older. Isn't Bobby Wood Jr. older than Wander Franco? Uh,
0: No. I don't think so, because Bobby Witt was a high school guy. I know. (laughs) I know Adley's
1: old ass is older than Wander Franco. Okay. Bobby Wood Jr. was born June 14th, 2000. Oh, yep. Wander born March of 2001. Exactly. Right. Put that into perspective for a second. He's younger than Bobby Witt Jr. is. And Bobby Witt Jr. is 21 years old. I think my favorite thing about Wander
0: is he's not polarizing. His game is not polarizing. It's not the new school of baseball. Um, you know, you're not going to have the 60 the year old white men watching this game saying, you know, where's my old baseball where everybody tried to put the ball in play like. Wander Franco has a 12% K rate. He doesn't go down. He, he makes adjustments at the plate. He's the best bat-to-ball player in baseball. That's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nick
1: Madrigal, like David Fletcher, no, okay. Don't put, but, no, don't put that Tim Anderson is way better than either of those guys that you did. Right, well, guys. Tim
0: Anderson strikes out 20% of the time. I, the two best Brandly. bat-to-ball superstars that we're going to have are Mookie Betts and Wander Franco. Okay, I don't hate that even a little bit. That's where we're at. Like... I don't think anybody that watches baseball can hate the game that Wander Franco plays. He had his first beer a month ago. (laughs) That's what we're doing. He might not be a beer guy. He might be like a a vodka water guy.
1: Our number nine guy has been drinking beers now for a while, considering that he's 35 years old. He looks like it. He does look like it too, but he also does look like a freaking ball player out there. That's why I love Brandon Crawford. So that's it. Number nine, Brandon Crawford of the San Francisco Giants. He checks in after having one of the best defensive and offensive seasons at a loaded position in 2021. Crawford has always had an elite glove. We know that. He's won four gold gloves. He's finished seventh at the position in in defensive runs saved last year, and he finished eighth in outs above average out of everyone. And we knew about the glove. But did we know that he could hit 24 bombs and finish fourth place in MVP just kind of in his back pocket? At 35, Brandon Crawford is a new hitter. He showed the offensive potential in 2020 by putting up a 111 WRC plus. But in 2021, he put up a 139 WRC plus, which was third best at a crazy loaded position. His walk rate and chase rate was the lowest since 2015. And he had the lowest strikeout rate since 2016. Crawford has re-engineered the bat. The glove is already elite. He's top 10 for sure.
0: And MVP voting last year, Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Brandon Crawford. He finished ahead of Trey Turner. He finished ahead of Paul Goldschmidt, ahead of Austin Riley, Tyler O'Neill, Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie, Brian Reynolds, finished ahead of all these guys. Brandon Crawford hit 300 with 25 bombs.
1: The only thing is I, I did just talk up the fourth place MVP. Shouldn't have been fourth place MVP. No, hell no. He should have been like seventh. Should have been seventh, but still like he was that good last year. And the reason why I brought up 2020 was because this offensive season did not just straight come out of nowhere. Like he's always been below average. Like a 111 WRC plus is 11% better than major league average. And then he did a 139 WRC plus. I think he's going to be right in the middle of that this year. I think a 115 to 120 WRC plus with one of the best gloves in the game leader in the clubhouse like how how badly would you love Brandon Crawford to just be your shortstop for 2022 on your team like just everything he brings to the table is just you want it in
0: your locker room you'd have a slower heart rate than anybody else in Major League Baseball there's nothing
1: to worry about when Brandon Crawford's your shortstop that's such a good point Because we talk about guys, you know, like some guys are really good at some things and they have a hole there. Like we talked about Rafael Devers and like the defense and like we'll even talk about Tatis later. And there are some problems with his defense. too. Tatis, you got
0: to worry about motorcycles.
1: Yeah, you got to worry about motorcycles. What are you worrying about with Brandon Crawford? Nothing. Absolutely Nothing. nothing. And we love that shit. We love that more than a lot of people do because we rank floor a little bit higher. And for in our opinion, we know Crawford's gonna be good. Like that's we just we can mail it in, put it in, we know it. And what some of the other bad? guys, and we we give that more love than for example, rank Nolan Arenado, number three. Like we know that Arenado is gonna give us one fifteen to one twenty WRC plus with some of the best defense. Like Easy. that's I, I want that. Like I want to be okay and then gamble other places. Like, give me that you need
0: you need a, a fair balance of low-risk, high-reward and a high-risk, higher-reward. Exactly. And Brandon Crawford is low-risk, high-reward. High-reward looks like 300 with 25 bombs that he did last year. What does a bad Brandon Crawford in 2022 look like if he plays the entire year? It probably looks like 250 with 15 homers. With pretty solid defense, I'm fine with that as my veteran leader shortstop. I would also be shocked to be at 250. I don't think he's going to. He's a career 254 guy. We'll call that average. But I mean, the guy hit 298 last year. And I think he's going to hit close to 298 again. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, How about this? If we're talking about batting average, shout out to NBC Sports Chicago for this one. Since the start of the 2019 season, nobody has had a better batting average in Major League Baseball than Tim Anderson. 320 since the start of 2019 and he's the eighth best shortstop in the game it was a slow start to Tim's career 2016 as a 23 year old rookie he looked promising back-to-back seasons 2017-2018 he had an OPS under 700 questions came up right is Moncada going to be the shortstop is Tim Anderson even going to be a part of the White Sox moving forward but with an OPS hovering around 840 over his last three years Zero questions remain in Chicago. He's got a batting title to his name. He's a legitimately good defensive shortstop now. And he's the runaway fan favorite in Chicago. What's not to love about Tim Anderson and the guy, listen, I hear you on the Babbitt merchant thing. Okay, great. Like a lot of the balls he puts in play find holes. You know what? He puts a ton of balls in
1: play and he hits 320. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, a babbitt uh, you could be a Babbitt merchant, I guess, but when you're consistently outperforming those metrics year over year, you have to look at the number and be like, okay, maybe that's just not the number to evaluate Tim Anderson on. You know why I love Tim Anderson, Jack? Because he's awesome. All my splits. You know my splits and how I always observe that kind of stuff? Yeah. He hit 319 against lefties. 306 against righties. He hit 300 against everything. 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 Like in every single month too, like 313 in April. He hit 272 in, in May. Bad year or bad month, (laughs) June, 300, July, 317, August, 315. Like hits 300 every month, hit 309 pre-all-star break, 310 post-all-star break, just hits wherever he goes. And he's a good defender as well. Just such a high floor. Love Tim Anderson.
0: Let's talk sneaky pop too. The guy for an 162 game average is averaging 21 homers a year. He hasn't hit the 20 homer threshold. He's hit 20 homers in a year once when he played 153 games in 2018. But if you average out his career over 162, he's averaging 21 homers per 162 games.
1: And besides just the home runs, like his slugging is usually in the 500s because – He hits a bunch of doubles and he hits a bunch of triples. He just hits the ball every single time he goes to the ballpark. Like we're just summarizing different stats in different ways to say he just hits. And we say like, oh, Ty France just hits. This is the king of just hits. Like this is the poster boy of dudes who just go to the ballpark. They bring their backpack. They just bring a bat and a glove. And they're like, I'm just coming to collect my three hits. Whether it's a homer, double, triple, or single, doesn't matter. I'm getting three of them. Whatever it happens to be that day, it happens to be.
0: When I tell you like, okay, the White Sox pitching staff just kind of sucks right now. The pitching rotation is absolutely brutal. I mean, Giolito just went to the IL. It's Dylan Cease, who has got to figure some shit out. I'm and then about Keiko Kopech. Velasquez and, ooh, Reynaldo Lopez. I don't know who the fifth starter is right now. Um, I'm worried about Kopech. Me too. Uh, but we're going to avoid that conversation. Yeah. The point that I was bringing up was you have this excitement. You have these lofty expectations for this team. They're in large part due to what, you know, you're going to get from Tim Anderson and Luis Robert you saw it during the ALDS against Houston. I mean, Tim Anderson and Luis Robert combined to hit like 500. They had half the white Sox hits in that series. Those two are so fun and so electrifying.
1: I can just ride that high that I get from them all the way through this year. So we saw a great weekend from the Rangers, right? And we're going to talk about, you know, another yeah. Ranger later. But I want to ask you this now. Do you think Tim Anderson and Luis Robert as a one-two? Yes. Robert. I know. Robert. Luis Robert and Tim Anderson. Luis Robert and Tim Anderson. Or Corey Seager and Marcus Semyon at the top of your lineup.
0: Well, I I'm loaded with bias. So Tim Anderson and Luis Robert. I'm
1: not loaded with bias. And I it's so close. It's it's hard. If Luis, if Luis Roberts stays healthy, it's that. If not, it's the other one. Yeah. That's how close it is. Fair. So let's talk about number seven. Francisco Lindor normally checks in near the top of the shortstop list, but a down 2021 20, drops him to a respectable seventh. And while he did have a down year on offense. The glove was platinum level once again. He didn't win a gold glove, but he finished second in all of baseball in outs above average. The bat was the problem in the early goings, especially in April and May. But he had a 124 WRC plus from June 1st on. So I kind of want to throw away those first two months in a new environment in New York, living up to a $341 million contract. But Jack, I do think at some point someone needs to say it. He's not an elite hitter. He has a 117 WRC plus and an 821 OPS for his career. And although he hit 38 home runs in 2018, he's probably a 25 to 30 home run guy, but that's okay. He's still phenomenal all around. It shouldn't be a slight to Lindor because he impacts the game on so many different levels. He's a top seven shortstop due to his elite defense, his great base running, the leadership qualities, and an above average bat. Francisco Lindor is a great player, but he's not top five this year.
0: Okay, so Lindor, from 2016 to 2019. 2016, he hit 300, finished ninth in MVP voting, won a gold glove. 2017, he hit 33 homers, finished fifth in MVP voting,
1: and won a silver slugger. Can we stop using the awards, though? like tell me what was wrc plus tell me because at sometimes i like these awards sometimes it's tough because like francisco lindor had one of the best defensive seasons last year but didn't even sniff a glove but if you finish top 10 in mvp voting you know you're having a great year i had a great year i know but we t- are i assume you're coming at me thinking that i said he's not an elite bat and you t- you're telling me he is still an elite bat i'm saying the mets signed him to be an elite bat and he's not an elite bat
0: anymore That's so what let me I'm let too. me run through it numerically here 2016, as a 22-year-old, played in 158 games, 301 with a 794 OPS, 15 homers, 78 driven in. 2017, played in 159 games, hit 273, but had 33 homers and 89 driven in. 2018, as a 24-year-old, he hit 277, but had 38 homers and drove in 92. He swiped 25 backs. 2019, 32 homers, 74 driven in, hit 284. They signed him to be 280 with 30 to 35 homers and 90 driven in. And in 2021, the Mets got 20 homers, 63 driven in, and he hit 230. They signed him from what he was from age 22 to 25. He's 28 now. It's absolutely fair to think that somebody's going to give you age 22 to 25 production in the prototypical prime, which is 28 to 32. I understand why the Mets did it. Um, it, It's not their fault that he didn't produce like that. My question is, does he have that production in him still? And I think your answer is no.
1: It's not that I think it's no. Like, for example, would you be shocked if Willie Adamas had a better OPS than Francisco Lindor this year? I think I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Adamas can hit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not an elite bat. Like, we're about to talk about some guys who are elite bats yeah he doesn't fall into that conversation but that's not to take anything away from him because i think in francisco lindor's game that's the worst part of his game which is the craziest part about it is that everything else is so elite around him he's such a good defender he's such a good base runner it's just the bat is not a 300 hitter with 30 home runs and a 130 wrc plus it's probably closer to 270 batting average with 25 home runs and like an 820 OPS and like a 115 WRC plus that's line with his average. And I think that's probably what he'll be moving forward, which is still good. It's still top seven. It's just not top five. So let's look at his age 25 season, 2019. He hit
0: 284 with 32 bombs. What comes back if either of them, the batting average, does he hit 284 again, or does he hit 32 bombs again? I think it's more likely he sells out for power and hits 32, but mm, I think 32 is more likely than 285 now. I don't think Francisco Lindor is a 285 hitter anymore. I don't think he is either because the game has changed.
1: The game has changed. But the thing is, when you think he'd sell it for more power, you think he'd hit more home runs. (laughs) I mean, so we'll see. So we'll see. That's all I got to say.
0: 2021 was Bo Bichette's first full season. Bo Bichette became the sixth best shortstop in baseball in 2021. Yeah, Vladdy up. naturally stole the show for the traveling circus that was the Dunedin slash Buffalo slash Toronto Blue Jays. But Bo led the American League in hits. He hit 298 with an 828 OPS. He had 30 doubles, 29 homers, and 102 RBIs. He was also a menace on the base paths. You wouldn't think it off the top of your head, but Bo Bichette was top 10 in baseball in stolen bases. He swiped 25 bags in 26 attempts. Bo is a quickly improving defender that hits the ball harder on average than any other shortstop not named Fernando Tatis Jr. Bo's is going to be a staple in this list for the next decade.
1: He's such a fucking good hitter. You he love is, him. I love him. I, I think he should be top five. He's you wanted my him one higher. guy on this list. I know list. you wanted him high. And I was like, dude, I want to put him three. I want to put him four. I think this is the next, like one. I do this all the time. I get too hyped up over players and I start saying everyone's the best. Self-awareness at the an best. 80 grade. Yeah. He is the best. He's, he's got the ability to hit 300. He's basically done that every single year that he's been in baseball. He's got 35 to 40 home run pop. And he's got great intangibles to be a good defender. He's got a slick glove. He's got a good arm. He just hasn't rated as a great defender yet as he figures out baseball. 2021 was the first time he played 159 games. Like in 2019, he played 46. In a shortened COVID season, he played 29 games. That was his first real year. And he had 29 home runs, 30 doubles, hit 300. And the defense tailed off a little bit as a 23-year-old in his first full season. He's got all the gifts to be an above-average defender while being a bat like Xander Bogarts. So when I look at that, I look at a potential top three shortstop, and I think he could do it this year. Like, I think he could have a year similar to Semyon did with the Blue Jays last year and finish within the top five of MVP voting. I think he's that good. Like, I think he could win an MVP one day. He was
0: a 6B war guy. I think he can win an MVP. I can absolutely see him winning an
1: MVP. I think Boba Shett's going to lead the league in doubles in the next three years. Dustin told me the story our guy, Dustin Demner, who I bring up all the time, you know, the big baseball player. I think I've maybe told this story before, but it just sticks with me that like in between series, he makes these adjustments. So like game to game, he'll make these adjustments. Like if he's hearing that he's like getting more sliders in a game, or if he knows that he's been hitting fastballs, he'll just sit sliders so that's what he did against the series in the Yankees. And he hit three home runs in three games all off off speed pitches. And then the next series, he was getting a bunch of fastballs and hit two home runs in the next series. Like that's, that's unfucking believable at 23. It's unfucking believable. The in game series to series adjustments at the plate. And then the power comes through. Not that he can square up some singles, he's hitting home runs on these pitches. He, He makes me just so excited. I think he's the absolute truth. Here's the
0: thing about the team that Toronto just put together, because, you know, we can talk about the natural talent of all these guys all day long. Bo Bichette, you know, that anecdote, I've heard plenty of others. He's an incredibly smart baseball player. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has already shown that he is elite when it comes to baseball IQ. Yeah. Matt Chapman is a baseball brainiac. That guy is so cerebral. Jimmy Neutron, and then you look at George Springer. Springer is so good at mid-season adjustments; it's unreal. That's a good point. That team is so smart; they are built to be a finely tuned machine. Like if you think that the
1: Jays are impressive physically, they're as impressive mentally with the makeup. I agree. That's a good point there. The mental, the mental aspect of the game. I'm curious. I haven't heard a ton about their pitching staff. Like the mental of Brios, the mental of Manoa, the mental of Gosman. I haven't heard okay. much. So Manoa is a gamer. Like I've heard, Manoa is as intense as they come on the mound. I've heard um, that too. I've, I've heard. heard I've a, heard the intensity, but not like the pre-pitch adjustments, all that kind of stuff. I I, I've heard.
0: never heard anything like that. Um, but listen, even if they're even if they're a box of rocks, I mean, I'm looking at help. the natural talent, and I guarantee they aren't but I'm looking at the natural talent of Barrios and Manoa and Kevin Gosman, And I think we know that Gosman is not a box of rocks because he just revitalized his career last yeah, year. Shot. I mean, that, that guy absolutely has baseball IQ going on. I think that team has like some of the strongest mental makeup in baseball.
1: I, I, I want, like, I want to change the list right now, and put Bubba Shed above the, our fifth. No, year, like right now. No, but we won't because he's earned it. We won't because he's earned it because he freaking rakes Xander Bogart's checks in at number five. And since he entered the league as a 20 year old in 2015, he's punished pretty much every single baseball that's entered his strike zone. But he doesn't strike out, he takes his walks. Since 2019, he's hitting over 300 with a 135 WRC plus that's tied for second at the position in both of those stats. For my money, he's the second best bat at the position, but the defense is ultimately what's going to keep him from being any higher. He rated as the second worst defender at the position last year, rivaling Glaber Torres and Diego Gregorius for the top spot. His lack of range is the most concerning part of the defense because he still has a good arm, but he's probably going to be a better fit for third base as he ages. But he's still just 29 years old. And another reason I love Bogarts is he's so durable. He's only missed more than 20 games once in a season, and that was back in 2018. The bat is incredible. The defense... Eh, but the bat is just too good to rank any lower. I'm a massive Xander Bogarts guy. I've
0: been a massive Xander Bogarts guy like since 2013 when he was a 20-year-old and they won the World Series and watching a 20-year-old rookie work a full count in pretty much every plate appearance that he had in the postseason. I, it, it's hard not to love Xander Bogarts. He's a 290 hitter. And, I mean, he's averaging 40 doubles a year.
1: I, I'm in. Is, I'm so in. And this is this is how we rank, right? Because Xander Bogarts versus Bo Bichette. Like, I personally think, like if we were strictly basing this list off 2022, because obviously we're putting a lot of weight into 2019, 2021 with the highest weights, but, like, you need the reputation there so we can feel good about predicting you for 2022. That's also a part of it. But, for example, like, I think Bichette, will eventually have a better bat than Bogarts and a better defender. And I think that could happen this year, but Bogarts has, like you look at Bogarts, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, those are like all of some of the best offensive seasons of the year. Like Eddie does it every single year. So you give it to him because what Bo Bichette did is like a regular type offensive season for Bogarts.
0: It's close. He's 29 years old, and he's got four silver sluggers. It just shows you track record. Yeah, but that just shows you track record. That shows you that he was, you know, as voted on by other people, he was the best offensive shortstop in the American League four times in the last eight years. And he's 29, so he's in the midst of, again, that prototypical prime, 28 to 32. I said he has the second best bat at the position. What would you say there? Second best bat. With Tatis being the best bat, yes, it's hard because I think number two, and I won't spoil it. I think number two is probably the second best bat. That's what I was thinking too.
1: And I'll t- we'll t- we'll make we'll put this conversation back again when we talk about the second guy.
0: Yeah, Corey Seager's number four is the twenty-seven-year-old worth three hundred and twenty-five million dollars. If you average out his career numbers over one sixty-two, he'd be hitting two ninety-eight with an eight seventy-one OPS hitting 26 homers, driving in 93 runs, peppering 42 doubles, and striking out 18% of the time? The answer is yes, if you average out 162. But the problem here is durability. He played 157 games in 2016, 145 in 2017. Since then, the only time he's played over 100 games was 2019, when he played 134. He's solid defensively and when healthy is one of the better offensive shortstops in the game. He's gone to two All-Star games and has 21 career WAR before turning 28. He's just not top 3 caliber cuz he can't stay on the
1: field. That's the only thing that you can get out of though. The, the playoffs, only thing he rakes. As a defender you can get on him a little bit, but he's so fucking big. Like he's six five, the dude's low-key enormous. Like people are like, oh, O'Neill Cruz, O'Neill Cruz is way too big to play the position. Because I'm that much bigger than Corey Seager. Like that's Corey Seager is a behemoth. And that's what limits his range a little bit. So he doesn't rate as that great of defender. But the glove is still good. The arm is still great. Like I think he could be a gold glove level third baseman. That's where I that's where I see him. Just because he's six five, like looks six six. You know, I've been in a Dodger game where I was like standing next to the thing, like I saw him walk by. Like I'm 6'4", dude. He's two inches taller than me. Like, I'm, I'm lying or he's lying, and i it's probably me, but, like, Congrats he's born
0: six 6'4". Yeah. Yeah.
1: Seager – so Seager is listed
0: on baseball references 6'4", 215. Correa is listed at 6'4", 220. He's taller. Seager looks taller than Correa. Seager is, like, 6'6". <laughs> he's enormous. Is he doing the Kevin Durant thing where KD just
1: yeah. wants to be listed at 6'11"? That was the, w- I've said Katie was six, nine. Six, nine Like, yeah. he's just lying. Like, why? What is, seven foot. Like, seven foot easily. Like, you know who's also way taller than I think they, they post, even though it's seven foot three? I've seen Porzingis live. He's seven foot nine, at least. <laughs> okay. he, I saw him stand next to Dwight Howard. He's five inches taller than Dwight Howard. So somebody's lying.
0: So KG always wanted to be listed at six eleven. Kevin Garnett always wanted to be listed at six eleven. So he is a career six eleven human being. Um, He's not. He is absolutely like seven foot two.
1: Yeah, he is. Well, let's get back to Corey Seager for a second. Yeah. The reason why I thought, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Corey Seager got the big three hundred million dollar contract and Carlos Correa didn't, because I think that people believe in Corey Seager's bat a little bit more. That's where I kind of laid there, similar age. Cray is a phenomenal defender, but I don't know if that fully would tip the scale in contract negotiations. That's why I, I had that feeling because of how highly I think of Corey Seager's bat. Like we were just talking about, is our second best shortstop, the second best bat at the position? Maybe he is. Like this guy rakes at every single level he's ever been at and will continue to rake at every single level he'll be at for the rest of his career. So he's repped by the Boris Corporation. I'm, I'm picturing him
0: and Scott sitting at the desk across from Chris Young, the the Rangers GM. And I mean, I, I could just see Boris saying, look, at his numbers, like look at his look at his season average
1: and Chris Young with the plus. rebuttal.
0: Yeah, but can he play
1: 162?
0: And if Seager's like, like, shut up, nerd.
1: Right, The amount it's of games like, you play doesn't matter. It's all about your rate stats. <laughs> Look at these. Look at these stats. And he's like, fine, fine. That's kind of like what happened, what's happened. what been happening to me. It's like everyone's like, no durability doesn't matter. It just matters what he did in those 80 games that he played it." Yeah. But in those 80 games, he was pretty good.
0: No, that's why Byron Buxton's our best player in baseball. Of all time. Of all time. That's why <laughs> Byron Buxton is actually Willie Mays. I don't know if Willie Mays had the defensive run save that Byron Buxton has. Yeah, we, we need to numbers. go back. We got to go back and, and calculate with, with Amazon Web Service. We have to
1: use that. Because at some point it's like, is 20 years of experience better than 103 games? I don't know. I don't know if it is. We'll see. And it, and it wouldn't be to the 13 year olds in our TikTok comments who say that Max <laughs> Dassey is better than Salvador Press. Like yeah. it doesn't matter to them. Correct. But that's doesn't matter. But everybody is pretty much on the same page about our third best shortstop in baseball. Yeah. The new Minnesota twin Carlos Craig checks in at number three after signing a LeBron contract this off season. And he signed it for good reason. He was the best defender in the world last year and put up a top five offensive season at the position. I could talk about all the defensive stats that he's led in, but can we just talk about his throwing arm in particular for a second? I think it's the best in the league. And I think it's the best of the decade. It's routinely touched triple digits and it's incredibly accurate on top of it. And on offense, lowest K rate of his career and lowest chase rate while leading the entire position in walk rate. And he also hit 26 bombs to mark a career high the defense and the offense resulted in the eighth best F war of all baseball players in 2021. Cray has a better WRC plus in the playoffs than his career in the regular season. That's just another awesome thing about Carlos Cray. He's a fantastic all around player with no real weaknesses. He's a proven gamer. I love that you mentioned the postseason
0: WRC+. plus. Like, his ability to rake in the ALDS, ALCS World Series is next level. Yeah. And I don't know what if it's going to look like. I don't know what it's so going to look like without ti- the Crawford boxes.
1: He has so many timely hits in such a young career so far. Like, yeah. he has so many playoff highlights that you could just revolve around that would last a career that he has in like five seasons. He's and one of them the was playoffs. getting engaged. One of them was getting engaged. Yeah. Let's okay. talk baseball. That was a highlight for him. That's Congrats. A highlight for him.
0: Congrats. Um, yeah. I mean, so I, I just watched O'Neill Cruz this week. Um, and like that dude's arm is just absolutely ridiculous. And Correa is literally the only guy that comes to my mind. Um, you know, I, I was watching it and I, I saw him just whip one across the diamond. And I was like, okay, that, that's quicker than Baez. It's really Cruz and Correa and that's it. But I,
1: I still think Correa has got a stronger arm. This guy's arm is, is a weapon. Is there any stronger arm in the infield? Like I said, he has the best one of the decade, and maybe people say, oh, that's stupid. I think this guy, I think this guy. Like who comes to your head as the greatest arms in the infield that you've ever seen, like in Droughton Simmons or? Simmons had a good one, but Simmons was
0: also a release thing. I think Correa's got a stronger arm than Angleton Simmons. I think Manny Machado in Baltimore had an absolute cannon. I think Correa's better. I think Correa's got a stronger arm. Yeah. Baez. Correa. has got a stronger Better. arm. Yeah. Dude, seriously. I think the only guy that's going to come close to Carlos Correa's arm is, is in AAA right now. That's the crazy part
1: about O'Neill Cruz, but I understand why the pirates aren't doing it. Like, why would you mess with the Kevin Newman era? Like we're still way yeah. within it. Like, no, I'm I think tell- he had, I, Hey, on Sunday, I watched O'Neill Cruz play left field. It makes sense. Like, why would you get in the way of Kevin Newman? yeah you like i'm being so sarcastic because that's the fucking stupidest shit i've ever heard (laughs) what the fuck are you doing pirates what are we waiting for it's kevin newman i abstain (laughs) all right fucking abstain if you need to but i think it's ridiculous
0: man all right second best shortstop in baseball is trey turner easy as that two shortstops in major league baseball had an ops over 900 last year fernando tatis jr and trey turner Turner won the overall batting title in a league with objectively better pitching in the National League. His 328 clip was nine points better than Yuli Guriel, 15 points better than Juan Soto. Last year, he led the NL in batting average, hits, and total bases. And oh, by the way, he swept 32 backs. He's an above-average defender that led Major League Baseball in hits in 2020 and 2021 and as top seven MVP finishes. I know you hate the awards, but I'm going to give it to you. Top seven MVP finishes in both 2020 and 2021. His career slash line is 302, 357, 491. You cannot show me something he does poorly. I've made, yep. this, I've made this claim. I'll make it again. I don't think there is a better all-around baseball player out there
1: than Trey Turner. Well, the stats would say you were correct last year. He led everyone in war. Everyone. Number one in F war. I don't know about B war, but number one in F war. Okay, so he is a great hitter. Yep. He is a great runner. Yep. No, he, the, maybe the best runner. Yeah, maybe the
0: best runner. Let's like, go let's through give them credit again. for
1: all these things. Let's go like, through
0: the tools again. Okay. Hit.
1: Yeah, hit tool. 75. Seventy. 75? No, I don't think that's that wrong. 75. If we're giving the best
0: hitter in baseball an 80, like Turner's a 75. Yeah. 75. Power is a 55-60. 55.
1: 55? 55. 55. Uh, 28 bombs. 60. Yeah. 60? Fuck it. I mean, it's... Tw- nah. 60. Okay. 60. Field? 60? 55. That's his Fi- worst part of his game, I'd say. Okay. Arm? 60. Mm, 55. But those are both good. Above average.
0: Run, 80. 80. Okay. Like, he is the best all-around baseball player I think that we have. Best
1: all-around baseball player. Him or his teammate? Him or Mookie? You know who's the best all-around? No. We're forgetting about J-Ram. I think Trey Turner... Is more multifaceted than J-Ram. j a better defender. He has more power. He almost stole as many bases. It's fucking... Yeah, but J-Ram also hit 266 while Trey Turner hit 330. Yeah. Um. Is he more... Mike Trout. Now that Juan Soto has really played a good right field, it could be him. Could be him. Could be him. But, like, Trey Turner's in that conversation. Like, that's how good he is. He's I think so that's what silky. we're getting to. It's – he's – and I really like when you say these things. It's like when we talk about well-rounded players, because those are my favorite type of players. The guys with zero holes. Trey Turner has zero holes. The only thing you could sort of poke, I guess, is the defense because I do think he's a better second baseman. But he's still a good shortstop at the he's most position. So it's like – I'm not going to knock him. I just think he could win gold gloves at second, but he could also be above average at a more premium position anyway. So it's like, all right, whatever. You look at defensive run saves. You look at outs above average. Like Trey Turner is an above average defensive shortstop. He is an above average defensive shortstop. But number one, the number one shortstop in baseball is built a little bit different. And that's Fernando Tatis Jr. He's the best in the world at 23. He will be out three months with a fractured list, which could make him us drop him in these rankings, but he's done enough in our mind to still deserve the number one spot. He's the best bat at the position, no question about it. One of the best bats in baseball, period. He led the position in home runs, WRC Plus and OPS, finished second in war, still 25 bases in 130 games. His 162 game average looks like this, Jack. 292 average, 48 home runs, 31 stolen bases. That's A-Rod level. And he's just getting started. Let's talk defense because he struggled last year with some of the throwing errors. He was dealing with a shoulder injury and some of those errors can really be blamed on Eric Hosmer. If you turn on the TV, well, the defense hasn't been great so far. I, it will improve and he will be a good defender one day because he's one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. And I, like I said, I think it's going to improve in no time. He's the best shortstop in baseball. He's a top player in the game and he's a future hall of famer. If he can just stay the fuck away from motorcycles, (laughs) Our generation think so. um, thinks
0: of A-Rod in a different way. They think of A-Rod as the Yankee. A-Rod, the one where he hits, you know, 50 bombs in a year and, like, is just power. That's what he is. Um, but Tatis is Seattle and Texas Alex Rodriguez.
1: And Seattle and Texas Alex Rodriguez was better than Yankee Alex Rodriguez. Oh, like my, some a way years, better. Way, way, way better.
0: Way, way more
1: better. all around, like – not the third baseman who was, like, kind of fat, weirdly, like, looked a little fat. Like, there's not an ounce of fat on Tatis. This is prime, ready, huh. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. Stay away from the fucking motorcycles. Damn stay it. away. Stay away. Stay away.
0: Um, Age 22 season for Alex Rodriguez in Seattle. Played in 161 games hit 310 with a 560 slugging, 42 bombs, 124 driven in, 46 stolen bases. That's probably the best year for Alex Rodriguez in, in Seattle and Texas. That's Did the best say- year I've ever rattled off, I think.
1: Did you just say he stole 46 bases?
0: He stole 46 bases.
1: What the fuck?
0: Mhm. 310, guess what his OPS was in 1998? He hit 310 with 42 bombs and 35 doubles. I'm going to guess 1150. 919. Nobody oh, walked back close. then. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, not even close. Nobody got on base back then. They just, <laughs> the way they got on was by getting
1: hits, which is the baseball that I like because I'm a dinosaur. That's when they were judging about how good a player is. Like, if you have enough confidence, is your girlfriend hot? Which I still think makes sense in this game. You got an <laughs> ugly girlfriend. You got no confidence. I love that line from Moneyball. I still think about that. And like, I would love if that's actually being talked about in like MLB front offices. Oh my god, going into that kind of stuff. Be like, are we sure that the power is gonna like translate? Because I haven't seen him with a girl in two years. Do you think he has a like? Well, then you could say he's stored all of his testosterone. Maybe that's a better reason for it to more power. Right. Is Dansby
0: Swanson going to turn it around because he's engaged to Mallory Pugh? Like maybe he feels
1: bad because he's the second fiddle in the relationship. Is Or, the con- or it's kind of like the, my girlfriend's already killing it. Like I can relax a little bit.
0: Yeah. We'll see. Um, I thought it was funny. Ohio basketball had a player who, um, Apparently got engaged and then his numbers just fell off a cliff at the end of the year. Who? (laughs) I'm not going to say the name. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Okay. But let's, let's have first remember we were going to talk about their top 10 players in baseball. Oh yeah. 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 So what I want to do is I'm going to throw 10 names at you and you're going to tell me, are they better or worse than Carlos Correa? Yeah. Because Correa is three. Okay. Yeah. Correa is the third best player. Let's knock out two of them. Tatis and Trey Turner. Yes. Okay. They're better than him already. Yeah. Is Shohei Otani better than him? Yes. Is Mike Trout better than him? Yes. Is Aaron Judge better than him? Mm. Stop.
0: Stop. Let's knock out Soto, Vladdy, Acuna. Are you going to knock out Harper? Harper. Hard oh. after that,
1: Smokey, Smokey, duh. Um, it's Freddie better.
0: I think Judge Freddie Correa are in the same bunch. J Ram's better. Forgot him. jram's so ten better. already. J better. Okay, so he's top fifteen.
1: Bobachette's better. No, he's not. Shut up. <laughs> and with that, thank you, everybody. I'm kidding. Uh God, no, shut up. I just Bye. love Bobachette so much. But I uh, he is, and that's not including any pitchers. Like, we didn't just talk about deGrom, who's Well, better. DeGrom can't stay healthy right now. Yeah, yeah Degram is a, whole washed. Other that's a fact though, is he even top ten anymore? I don't know. Like, obviously, when he's healthy, he is, but I have no idea if he's gonna like, stay healthy. He's just like a decent mid-rotation guy. Like, he kind of reminds me of Pablo (laughs) Lopez. (laughs) I was just having this conversation with somebody
0: that I really respect in the game of baseball. Um, I was having this conversation this morning, um, and and I brought up the point that we've discussed. Like, I don't think it's within the reaches of human anatomy to sit at 101 as a starter. I I don't think
1: you can sustain that the way DeGrom is. Think about all the people who have throughout history. Like, the only one who stayed healthy, like, their whole career is Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Who was just, like, not built on this planet. You're right. All the 100-plus guys, like, we even go back to the Noah Syndergaards, hurt. Who are other 100-mile-per-hour starters? I don't know.
0: Pedro. but he was Pedro 100. Pedro was high 90s, but he wasn't 100. And he was the changeup. And his mechanics were more fluid than DeGrom was. Yeah, I don't think anybody sits with the fastball like DeGrom sits with the fastball.
1: Just trying to think of... Like, Sandy Alcantara is a guy who throws really, really hard and has been very, very durable. But he can sit 94 to 95, and then he can tick up. He doesn't
0: sit there, dude. He fucking... He sits 98. All right, to pitcher list we go. To pitcher list, we go. I'm thinking I'm think who
1: of, else? <coughs> I'm trying to think of who's our, like, do you think, yeah, would you rather have Correa than Machado?
0: Yes, I'd rather have I don't Correa. Know.
1: I don't know. All right, in
0: 2021. Would rather have
1: Ben Attendee or Correa? Ben Intendi, barrels per plate appearance in 20. <laughs>
0: Sandy Alcantara set 97.6 with his sinker. Yeah. 98 with his fastball. Yeah. I just don't think it's anatomically feasible for somebody to throw hundred pitches every fifth day and be 70% throwing in 101 mile an hour fastball.
1: I agree with you. I just think it's, it's too much to project, especially in, because it's not, maybe if this was 27 year old Degrom we'd be having a different discussion, just like we're talking about a 30, 26, 27-year-old Sandy, but he's 33. Like, I don't think it's possible to sit 101 at 33 years old. I think it's maybe possible to do it for a couple seasons in your mid to late 20s. In your mid to late 30s, I don't.
0: What, if Bueller, 30s, ticks up. what if
1: Bueller sits 97 with his fastball this year? Is it game over? You tell me. I think he's
0: the greatest baseball player
1: ever. <laughs> we're so obsessed with him. You and I both love Walker Buehler. You and RM have outfielders tomorrow. Is that right? Top 10 outfielders. And we're doing Damn. some fantasy baseball stuff for all of our fantasy baseball people on not gambling advice. We just did an episode today. Talked about some streamers in terms of the pitching side that you got to pick up as well as our best waiver wire grabs for this week. So you're a fantasy baseball fan. Every Monday we will be doing best pitchers to stream and a couple waiver wire pickups to help you win your league.
0: Was Nico Horner one of them? I'm playing fantasy baseball for the first time. Uh, Nico Horner had a nice home run for me.
1: Nico Horner was not one of them, but if you need a catcher, take a look at Alejandro Kirk. Huh. Who were the other streamers? Do they have to go listen to the pod? They got to go listen to the pod. Of course, I can't
0: just give them out all here. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've got some crap ones because we're in a 16-team lead. Also, go get your merch, Just Baseball shirt. Uh, Peter Apple's wearing it. I just had my Just Baseball hoodie on the other day. Um, so there we go. I had my just baseball hat when I went into whole foods today. Fire. Nobody commented on it. Like,
1: why? Do you, do you know who I am? You, why are you kidding me? No one came up to the supermarket. like, Hey, look at your hat. Nobody, nobody also join our chalkboard. It's our new group chat. Think of it as discord except sports and betting related. We're dropping the picks in there every morning. We just talk baseball all day long in that <laughs> baseball group chat. You can find the link to the chalkboard app. It's in the episode description. Make sure you're joining a baseball group chat. People follow us on TikTok, Instagram at just baseball fans on Twitter at just BB media. I'm on Twitter. Jack's on Twitter. That's in the episode link description as well. Top 10 shorts ups Also to wrap it up. um, We didn't, fully end the second best bat at the position conversation. Oh, yeah. We've gone through everybody. Turner, Seager, Bogarts are the options. I would say Correa is not the best bat. No, basically. no, no. Tatis is the best bat. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Turner, Seager, Bogarts. Turner is the second best bat.
1: Consistency-wise... You'd say Bogarts though. If we're talking like from how many years they've done this year over year over year, like Bogarts has better stats than he does. Yeah. But Trey Turner just won a batting title. Yeah. But like Bogarts also can hit 300. Like you have a 330. Power.
0: There's a big difference between 300 and 330.
1: There is a big difference, but Trey Turner, I don't think he's ever at 330 before this year. Right. Trey Turner. I'll
0: tell you right now. Let's compare. Let's compare the career numbers. Fair? Fair. Trey Turner, over an 162-game average, 302 batting average, 848 OPS, 24 bombs, 36 doubles. Okay. 36 doubles, 24 bombs, 302, 848. Okay. Xander Bogarts, 162-game average, 39 doubles. 20 homers,
1: 290, 812 OPS. Trey Turner's a better bat. Turner's a better bat. I didn't realize the home run totals was that low. That was yeah. more closer to 25. No, he's just a doubles guy. I mean, he peppers oh, the monster. Absolutely. Turner's the better bat. I I hope people are in the comments on TikTok being like, he's a second best bat. Because on the podcast, I now I'm admitting he's not the second best bat. Yeah, that's why they have to listen to the podcast. Boom. That's why you get to listen to the podcast. So with that...